And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Stop it! Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back. To the bins. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I got nothing else. Alright, well, we're gonna change to a to a happier subject. Oh, we're recording? I just started it. Oh, crap. <laughs> so, uh, what is this gonna be? Is this gonna be a back to the bins on the road, you think? Back to the bins on the road in your house? Well, well I mean, it was on the road for you. I, oh, you know, for me, it was a walk up the stairs. <laughs> All right, so uh, so welcome. Uh, I am Scott Gardner, and joining me is my very good friend, Dr. Bill Robinson, all the way over from uh, the other side of the state of Florida. Ah, it's not that far. How long did it take you today? Do you want to subtract my stops well, <laughs> for going to the bathroom? <laughs> If I take out uh, two kadumps, then it was it should have only taken me an hour and forty five minutes. But I think it was uh, probably two to two and a half. So Bill has the distinction of being the very first guest that uh, that I'm hosting here in my brand new, finally finished. Uh, home theater room at my house, and uh, what do you what do you think so far, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. This is nice. This is really nice. So How big is that screen? One hundred five. One hundred thirty-five inches. Yeah. So it uh, it does exactly what we wanted it to do, which is fill the wall. That's that was my directions to nice. the guy. So here here I'm I'm going to give the Reader's Digest version of this story, but it was a nightmare from beginning to to completion. Starting with the fact that we had uh, Best Buy come out. They do a free consultation hoping that they can sell you a bunch of shit. I hate Best Buy. Yeah, well, I do too. I used to work for them. I should know better. But, you know, that was a long time ago. So the guy comes out. The guy was super nice. But one of the problems we immediately had was he wanted to argue with me about the screen that that I needed for the room. My instructions to him were very simple. Fill that space. He didn't want to do that. He kept trying to tell me, no, 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 you don't need bigger than such and such. I forget what the size was. I want to say 100 inches, I forget. And it got to that point where you don't want to be a dick and be like, I'm telling you because I'm the customer. You know, you don't want to be that guy. He wanted 100 inches on that wall and stuff? Yeah. Because that's from corner to corner, right? Right. Wow. So, So that's like another three feet. Off of that, no, that would not look good. So I thought that it I might not have covered the window. Well, here, you know, let me. Yeah, there, there's where you're headed. So I thought, mistakenly, that I finally convinced the guy that when he wrote up the recommendation and they give you a great big laundry list of you know you need this, you need that, all the stuff. I was under the impression that he had listened to my directions. Mm. So months go by, COVID hits. You know, I get. Uh, First I get furloughed, then I get laid off. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff has happened in between that consult and today being finally completed. Long story short, Missy has been awesome about this whole thing. She knows, I mean, we bought this house. She convinced me to have this house built because of this room. You know, she brought me into, they, they had a model home elsewhere in the community mm-hmm. that was basically this same layout. And we came through and we walked through the first floor. And I thought, eh, it's nice, but, you know, it wasn't really doing it for me. She goes, but here's why I brought you here. And we walk up the stairs. And as we're coming up the stairs, it was like that scene in Raiders, you know, with the staff. You know, it's like I could hear the music come up. And I'm looking at that space. And, you know, you got you got to picture this with, like, basically nothing in it, right? Just, yeah. just white walls. But I saw this space. And I'm looking at her and she's looking at me. And she already... 
she'd already reached the conclusion and she's and she's looking at me and I'm like are you thinking what I'm thinking and she's like well what are you thinking I'm I'm like I'm thinking movie theater and I think we even said it at the same time and I'm like oh my god I love this woman you know so we we signed the deal we had the house custom built you know with this sound system and everything anyway you know fast forward to she's then you know after covid hit and all that she's still wanting to fulfill i don't want to say her end of the bargain but you know what i mean she wants to still make sure that this happens for me because everything else happened you know the downstairs Mm -hmm. is all her you know she got all the furniture she wanted she got all the fixings that was our deal your downstairs is you you do whatever the hell you want upstairs is me i get to do whatever the hell i want although that's not 100 percent. but anyway (laughs) (laughs) so you know she she's been awesome about you know making sure that this happened so she bought me the final components I needed for Christmas. And one of the final components was the screen. Mm-hmm. So we have the screen sitting here. We have the projector sitting here. And Best Buy became a major pain in the ass because we completed, you know, we finally got all the, the pieces purchased. And then the soonest that they could come out to actually install the system was like six weeks. I'm like, hey, kidding me so we waited all this time for them to come out to do the install and the night before they were about to come out to do the install prior to this i used to have on that wall where the screen is there was a our it was basically our old tv stand from downstairs and our old tv so i could still watch stuff in here waiting until you know this got installed so i was going to take it out and I took the TV off and I took it back, you know, downstairs and the TV stand is sitting there and I'm thinking, do I want to keep it or do I want to ditch it? Because I don't want any visual distractions in this space. But I thought maybe I could use it, put DVDs on it or something. So I'm looking at it and so I went downstairs and I said to her, I said, should I keep that TV stand there, you think, or is it going to be in the way? And she goes, well, well is the screen going to hit it? And I hadn't really thought about that. So I was like, well, we have the dimensions, right? And she gave me the dimensions. So I came back up here with a, with a um, measuring tape. And lo and behold, the screen was not going to cover the friggin' windows. I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Because they sold you the... Because he sold me the screen he wanted to sell and not the screen that I told him I wanted. So, so I'm pissed. So we end up going back to Best Buy. And again, this is the night before the guy's supposed to come and install it. And, and you know, I basically got to tell them. And what did it say on, on the receipt? Oh, for the, the size of the screen and everything? Yeah. Well, it just, it gives you the, it gives you like a, me, you know, like for this. Like a model example, size. It's 135 inches. Well, you don't know the actual dimensions. You just know that it's 135. But, you know, so the, whatever, the, I, that screen, I think it was 100 inches. Mm. But... That's, you know, that's diagonally. Right. You know? So I we didn't really look at, again, until that moment where we were faced with the decision of whether to move that entertainment center or not, you know, we never looked at, um, you know, how tall and wide it actually was going to be. And we discovered that the the uh, height of it was, was not going to cover the windows behind it. So... Yeah, that would have not. Yeah, that would have not worked. So I went back and returned it, and I really went go, thinking they're going to give me crap about that, but they didn't. Mm. Um, but then, of course, we're going to have to reschedule now because then we had to order another screen because mm-hmm. they didn't have this in stock. We ended up buying it from somebody else. So I talked to the guy, and the guy's like, "Well, you know, I, I can't. You know, it won't be tomorrow." But, you know, I'm going to work with our people and we'll keep in touch with you and we'll, we'll make it as soon as we possibly can. And I promise I'll be in touch. And I'll call you tomorrow and I'll keep in touch, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we didn't hear from them again until... Well, I, because you bought the screen from somewhere else now. Right. So they're like... Highly... But all the equipment. I mean, everything well, else. You know, the, the projector, the sound system was purchased through them. Um, yeah, but they already have their money. The insta- Yeah, exactly. All the install was through them. All the service plans were and through And you've already them. paid for that install. And everything's been paid. Exactly. So I, everything's been paid for. None of it's hooked up. That was that was what, where I was pissed off. So finally, um, my wife looked into just 
hiring somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. And we had some people come out and they assessed it and they ended up doing it. And so I think it was the day before they were coming to do it, Best Buy finally calls. Hey, and my you wife want us to come out? She gave them the third degree. She was like, nope, never mind. Already taken care of. And uh, the guy's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. And it's like, yep, you, you guys blew it. So we went in there. I returned everything as far as the, the installation costs, mm-hmm. which they didn't want to do. And I'm like, you, didn't install you really don't want to give me shit about this at this point because I'm about to just lose it, right? So they finally did end up, we got a complete refund and everything. I'm like, you're charging me for nothing because you didn't install it and now you can't because it's already done by somebody <laughs> else. So, so yeah, it's been a long road getting here. but uh, It's been a long road? Yeah. Getting oh, I, from <laughs> I was watching some of those on this the other night. And it, oh, it looked, it looked so good. It looked so good. But anyway, um, so yeah, we're sitting uh, comfortably in our reclining uh, movie style, movie theater style seats here. I'm and, eating uh, pretzels. Bill's eating pretzels. I'm going to drink some pork rinds here in a minute. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, that was the chair. <laughs> that, was, that was not me. <laughs> I'm moving the leather chair. <laughs> I'm trying to make some adjustments. So what we are going to do then is uh, we Ooh, are actually going to watch a classic episode of, oh, yeah. uh, of Star Trek. And so I was telling Bill, uh, recently I acquired the Blu-ray sets, all three seasons of the original Star Trek series. And the reason I bought them is that not only have they remastered the special effects, the visual effects... They completely remastered the sound in 7-1 surround sound, and it sounds awesome. That's what this system is. This is a 7-1 system, meaning that there's seven speakers, and each when you play a true 7-1 movie, each speaker gets its own unique set of sounds sent to it, so it's true. I mean, this is theater surround. This is It's actually a Dolby Atmos system, just like the theaters have. So here we go. I'm going to... Um, so we're also not sure if we're going to get drowned out during the discussion. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to keep the volume to where they can still, you know... They can yeah, we don't want to blast it. Yeah, but they can hear us as well. well we, we will end up watching something later today. Um, we'll pick something where we can blast, like the shadow or something we can oh, yeah. really blast the system. But yeah, for this, uh, for this we're, commentary... We're going to watch Xanadu. Scott's never seen Xanadu. Oh, good lord. Xanadu. Alright, so what's going on Mountain here? Dew. Just need to get the disc to... I gotta stretch this because Scott's trying to fiddle with his controls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure why it's not. <sighs> Hang on one second. Stand by. Here we go. No disc. All right, what's the problem? There is no disc. No okay. ticket. No disc. What do you mean there's no disc? We were just watching I think it. I popped it open because I can ah. open it remotely because I wanted to catch... When the system kicks in, when the disc kicks in. Why was it? It just it sounds cool. Alright, let's dim the lights. I love that I can do all this just remotely right here on the problem with these discs though as I was telling you is that they all start with that annoying um, trailer for the J.J. Abrams films oh oh so we have to go film, that the first film the 2009 film so no I'm going to skip yeah. past it if I can you know overall that film I mean it's I check out at the second film the first one has its moments I actually do want to get a copy of that and at then some the third point. film is it, is it too bad. Oh, it didn't do it this time. All right. Oh, let's... wow. It's coming right at us. <laughs> All right, and uh, I let Bill choose it. I wanted to know what his favorite episode was, and his favorite episode is... The Ultimate Computer. Which I love as well. It is a great episode. So we are going to watch the enhanced version with uh, the enhanced effects. See that picture, they're sh- the video they're showing up there? That is not this episode. No, that's the uh, the one with the planet with the Romans. And Bread and circuses? Oh, yeah. Is okay. that it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is that the actual name of the... Of I, the, I think. Thing? I mean, I know that's yeah. I, mm. So yeah, 
This is uh, the enhanced visual effects and the 71 audio. So are we ready to roll? Let's go. All right, here we go. Engage. And Dead silence. Dead air. Get a little. If it gets a little loud, I will turn it down. Oh, did you notice that the impulse engines cut cut out as, as they pulled in? Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I, I missed. I was. Closing out the controls. I didn't see that. AKA Scotty. Smacking. Fine. Is that Scotty on the No, no, we determined that last time because when they stepped down, he's. Uh, oh, is it somebody else? It's uh, yeah, it's Ensign Ricky. Ensign mm-hmm. Goon or whatever. Yeah. It looks like Scotty there. Wow. Wasn't he a security guard that got yes, killed or something in another? He episode? He was a security guard in the Tribble episode. What do you tell that guy? Get the hell out of here. Piss no off. Given. I'm informed that my men will be removed to the space station to a security holding area. Why are they going to the security holding area? Can't yeah, they just get shore leave and hang out and have a drink? War games. I'll be commanding the attack force. Oh, Matthew Broderick? An entire attack force against my ship. Shall we play a I am the M. I haven't seen that movie in Dr. years. But I always remember the line. Uh, what, what, God damn it! I'd piss on a spark plug if it helped, or something like. I always like that line. Its purpose is to correlate all computer five. Or starship. Is that actor still alive that says that in that movie? He was in like every movie. That guy. You know what? I don't know. I saw him just recently on, on something, so I don't know if he's still alive. The guy who plays a general, right? Commodore uh, Wesley needs to thread his uniform. Look at that. He's got a little thread there. Oh, I... So... So these are Blu-ray. They're remastered. Yeah, the way you can see everything. So I was watching Charlie X, and when Charlie X uses his mind powers to throw Kirk and Spock against the bulkhead... A bulkhead? The bulkhead moves. It, it breaks! It actually makes a dent. Spock makes a dent in the wall. I never noticed because you're not meant to. Well, that's that Vulcan strength he's got. I guess. Why remove my? They're not needed. How much security? Oh, this is Captain Dunsell, isn't it? That's later, yeah. Doctor Dayston will see the. I consider myself a podcast advisor. When he's ready to receive your orders, proceed on the mission with a crew of twenty. Twenty. Can't run Starship twenty men. Twenty. I can't run a starship with twenty crew. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched this in how many years. You got a great job, Jim. All you have to do this is sit back, sit back, and let the machine do the work. <laughs> Spock's like, this right. was one of those episodes that I, I don't know if, if I've told you this before. I know I've told it on on a podcast before. We used to. Uh, my, my uncle, my uncle Gary, used to run a restaurant called Eat It and Beat It. That's where Chris gets the name ah, of the show that he does with Dario Gonzalez. And Did they get at, at closing time, <laughs> is it too loud? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Wow, that looks nice. Isn't that great? I love the enhanced effects. The planets look great. Um, yeah, I'm going to turn it down just a little bit. He's going to kick in any moment. Here we I love it. But we used to, when, when they would close up the restaurant late at night, it was just in time for when Trek would come on. And so... Was it late, late at night? It was, I want to say, like 11-ish, something like that. You know, that, that's weird because when I lived in Virginia, we used to go to a place that had, like on like like on the weekends or something, they would have like crab night or something. <laughs> and it would be late, late, and... The restaurant would be closing, and like me and like another kid, we'd hang out and stuff, and we'd go up and watch Star Trek off in another room. Yeah, we had a there was a TV, I think yeah, just one, if I remember, because it wasn't a very it was basically it was a hot dog stand, is what it was. And uh, he expanded it into you know there was a, a limited amount of seating in there, but it was really meant to by the name, eat it and beat it. You came in, you got your shit, you. you Eight left. Got it. But there was a small TV, like up in a corner type of thing. And so at night, when you would close the shop down, 
they would tune in Star Trek. And it became a game of who could identify the episode the fastest by the opener. Gotcha. And I remember this being one of the episodes that we'd get really excited whenever you know whenever we realized which one it was. You know, this was long before we had them all memorized and all that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, sometimes it'd take you a while to discover, oh, this is a really good one where such and such happened. Oh, this is that shit one with, you know, the whatever. Where is he? Well, he was here. Doctor. Yes. I'm not creepy at all. <laughs> You bet you are. Captain, I finished my test in five, and it must be hooked into your main power plants in order to be operative. I need power, damn it. You are engineer there with the power necessary. He's so agitated whenever I love his voice. Engineer. Yeah, we played Blackula, you know. Did he really? Yes, he did. Yes, same actor. I did not know that. going to bite your neck. I like that up angle at the uh, at the engineering section. I don't remember ever really seeing it like that before. I'm not insane. I love his freak out. <laughs> He's mental. I am great. You are great. I gave you that. Doctor Leonard McCoy, senior medical officer. Who is this man? Get him out of here. Kill him. <laughs> This is a security area. Clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. Sorry, wrong. Why is there spark? Oh, I see what it is. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't remember that being sparkly. Yeah. Well, it's amazing the detail you can see on these. Oh, no, get back off. Oh, I'm going to get sick. There's nothing wrong, Captain. Just a few minor settling in adjustments to make. It's funny that throughout the series that Kirk never looks at that thing again oh, no, no, when it no. pops up in other yeah, epi- episodes yeah. and goes, Hey, yeah, was it that Gary Simmons? <laughs> <Right>. Simmons uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Well, you see, the multiphonic units one through four were not entirely successful. This one <laughs> M5 is ready to take they were. Control. Look at his creepy oh, ass stare. They were not successful. They were fucking nuts. <laughs> there are certain things men must do to remain men. Uh, is this going to go down a river? Rats ass about your ego. Well, perhaps you object to the possible loss of the prestige and the ceremony. He went there. The computer can do your job. Kirk. And without all that. You'll have to prove that. Why don't you fix your sleeve, buddy? What the hell is that? What kind of fashion is that? What is that? Oh, what did he call him? Oh, we missed it. Oh, oh I'll get oh, you. Man. Give you the squinky eye. Spock's like, damn. I just noticed it has a little nut letter. The little letter M5 on it. It's funny you mentioned that because when I was working Fire Alarm, I was walking around. I come up to a mechanical room. And the plate had fallen off. And it was Mechanical Room 5. And it said M-5. And I was like, I'm taking this home. I, years I used to have it, I glued it to my computer at home. Okay, it gives me a pain in the neck. I feel so pretty. So pretty. This is You have my psychological... Jim, why are you touching me? Oh, we didn't like tell them to like start so they could follow along. Oh, uh, I you can see where they just shaved them for that funky sideburn. Look at that! Wow, this Blu-ray is tight. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, some of the detail you can see. Well, yeah, I guess it's a T-shirt underneath there. It's like he's got he's got a weird V. Could that be a girdle? <laughs> Not, not yet. Oh, not yeah. in this season. Oh, I was watching. Uh, the yes, first you're that petty. I was watching Star Trek the motion picture up here the other day, and it's like, God, Kirk looks so good. He got he got in really good shape for that one. That's a nice shot. Swooping over shot. The M5 computer. <laughs> some guy make that in his garage. It's like boogers or something. A little piece of something on the side of it right there. M5 has performed admirably so far. All it's done is make the required course changes in a few simple turns. 
Check out the Dunlap with their eyes closed. It's off, Kirk. Yes, but you see, <laughs> the idea is they didn't have to do it. We don't need and to. you find it won't be necessary for you to regain control of the unit after it's completed each maneuver. We can just my orders are such relax. As to how long the M5 uh, we're in, in the future now. Where's my ugly-ass purple and orange jumpsuit? I want my purple jumpsuit with an orange undergarment. No. Here comes Spock. Actually reminds me a little bit of Will Row Hood, doesn't he? <laughs> with that, with the jumpsuit. Yeah, with the jumpsuit. Yeah. That's not that's not racist, is it? Like, I'm not I'm not saying that. I didn't even think that. All the all future people look the same. I don't want to see Doctor Daystrom's unit. No, no, I not Come on. How did he say that with a straight face? Approaching Alpha Karina 2. Huh? Wait, my laugh just sounded like the hailing frequency. Did you hear that? <laughs> Your photos at this point are not open to interpretation. So piss off. Must okay. the M5 to handle its approach, the orbit, and then to analyze data regarding landing party recommendations. You don't mind? I'll make my own recommendations. Mister? <laughs> Well. Oh God, he's so smart. <laughs> he's so tall. He is huge. I'm trying to remember. Does Kirk slug him at some point? I can't remember. Uh, I think Spock. I know Spock has to give him a nerve pinch. Nerve and he makes that right. Because I know and, that there's a goes, point where like Kirk catches him or something. You realize the yeah. size difference between them. It's yep. ridiculous. Oh yes, M5's already got the orbit. Excellent. Well, that's a nice looking planet. They had Kirk's this this outfit he's wearing right here. They had on display at Kennedy one of the times Logan and I went to Kennedy Space Center. And man, Shatter's a little dude. I mean, he's really small. Why is the instructions in Braille on the front of it there, Captain? That's where I got my pot growing. Now, I never understood this part. Why are they so worked up about this? I mean, your mom should have told you to turn off the lights when you leave a room, right? Well, you think the future they would have lights that turn... Oh, God, we got that down at a grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Store. Yeah. <laughs> you walk down the aisle, the lights turn off. That, that happened to me in the doctor's office the other day. They left me waiting in the in the waiting room so long that the lights turned You're off. You're so sedentary that the lights yeah, just I was, went Yeah, I was looking at my phone. I was, I was surfing Facebook waiting for the doctor to come into the room, and the lights turned off on me. Why wasn't the uh, M5, why wasn't the captain recommended? Not essential personnel. Captain, it's doing it God again. damn it, look at the look of this. Now I lost my fermentation plant for my chooch. Borgus frat. <laughs> car, is car stairs? Oh. See, I knew car stairs. Well, the only difference in uh, reports and recommendations is the landing party personnel. That's only a matter of judgment. Judgment, Captain? Captain, ask M5 why. The computer does not judge. judge. It makes logical selection. <laughs> why pick Carstairs instead of Romans? Carstairs is an ensign. No experience. This is his first tour of duty. Rollins is chief geologist. Aren't you really more interested in why M5 did not select you and Dr. McCoy? No. <laughs> well, let's ask him. Anyway. M5 Tyon. M5. Explanation for landing party recommendation. General survey party requires direction of science officer. Astrobiologist Phillips has surveyed 29 biologically similar planets. Geologist Carstairs served on merchant marine freighters in this area. Once visited planet on geology survey for mining company. Why were the captain and the chief medical officer not included in recommendation? Non-essential personnel. It's right, though. Yeah. Just because the captain wants to go down to the planet. Exactly. Well, uh... Oh, he does not like that. Captain, 
I've located the source of the power shutdown. Oh, that's right. They don't. The they don't realize it's M5. Things all over the ship. Who cares? You only have yeah, 20 exactly. people on the ship. Why do you need all the freaking lights on? <laughs> you sound like me when I come home. Why the hell are all the lights on? Nobody was even here but the dog and cat. Every goddamn light in the house is on. As it computes, it draws more and more power. Currently unoccupied. I'm not familiar with these instruments, Doctor. Nor should you be. You're an idiot. Type of control mechanism. However. What is all the stuff behind the grates over there with all the lights? Uh, I want to know what all that's about. That makes absolutely no sense. Okay, so it needs to pull more power. Is it going to run out of power and drain the ship? power. Is it going to drain the ship dry? You know what it needs? Can't you understand? It needs a diamond dude. Revolution in computer science. Revolution. I designed the duotronic elements used in your ship right now, and I know they are as archaic as dinosaurs compared to the Empire. I want to hear him read the phone book. I want to hear him so bad go, Dale! Well, I got nothing to do, Jim, because ain't nobody here. This may be a surprise attack as a problem for the M5. This is an unscheduled M5 drill. Put it on audio. Enterprise from Commodore Wesley for the USS Lexington. Wake up, dude. Unscheduled M5 drill. Commodore Wesley here. Yeah. I've taken a muscle relaxant. Is Harrison Ford pilot in that? This is Commodore Wesley. You killed my crew. And five already did it. Boink. Ow. I'm hoping that there's actually some battle footage in the enhanced bonus. I think I've seen it before. I'll tell you what looks yeah, really go. good is... Um, the Doomsday Machine looks great. That's cool. Yeah, he's come a little close for a drill. Uh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Kirk's like, this is my freaking job. That's cool. You see? Changing course to 28 Mark 42. Check off's like, why am I here? <laughs> hey, you're getting paid, dude. Or no, they don't get paid in the future, do they? I, who knows? Attacking vessels are moving off. Moving back to original cars and speed. Yay. I'll be in my quarters. Report on damage sustained. Oh, not yet. He hasn't been called Captain Dunsell yet. Oh, yeah, it's true. No appreciable damage. Another impressive display for a machine. Don't you think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. So, here's the thing. I'm wondering, did they eventually adopt some of this, though? Because they completely automate the ship in Star Trek III, and I've always wondered how that how that happened. I mean, it's always kind of a... Machine of a man's Oh, I have no wish to serve. Might even be practical. Machine of but not desirable. Not desirable. Computers make excellent and efficient servants, but I have no wish to serve under them. Captain, a starship also I runs on loyalty. <laughs> one man, 
nothing to replace it. Or him. Captain, message now coming in from Commodore Wesley. Was on visual. USS Enterprise. What are you looking at? <laughs> the screen's uh, over, I'm here. over here, Bob. Simulated hits and sufficient quantity and location to justify awarding the surprise. Turn that up. He can't hear it. Apparently. <laughs> yes, yes. From General Quarters. And and General Quarters. Who's he? You're still not looking at the camera. Oh, that's where he said Dunsel. Uh, yeah, they're looking at it. So, oh shit! Who the hell's Dunsel? The blazes is Captain Dunsell. How does he know? I who wish that they is? had redubbed that. Who the fuck is Captain? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's been shot. He's like, like what does it mean, Jim? Spot. Captain Dunsell. Captain Midshipman at the Academy. <sighs> what does it mean, Dunsell, Doctor? It's a term used by midshipmen at Starfleet Academy. It refers to a part which serves no useful purpose. Rip it right off there. <laughs> I love that thing. What is that thing? It's like I'm trying to tune in some stations. I can't get anything. <laughs> Get shit face. That's the answer. It's ecto cooler. I'm ship. I sat there and watched my ship perform for a mass of circuits and relays and fell useless. Unneeded. Captain Dunsell. James, James T. Kirk. That's awesome. Captain of Enterprise. Ooh, that's, uh, I wonder if they were friends in real life. You didn't you apparently didn't sure. get along much with any of the rest of them. Well, no, though. he did get along with Little Nimoy, yeah. I believe. All I ask is a tall ship. Oh, boy. Blah, blah, blah. I want to say 20th century earth all I all I ask ask is a tall ship a and a star, star to steer behind you you could feel the wind says that in uh, Star Trek 5 as well sounds of yeah. the sea beneath and even if you take away the wind and the water you're in a cold vacuum of space and you die the ship is yours <laughs> And the stars are still out. Captain Kirk, to the bridge, please. Captain Kirk. We need somebody to hold this chair down. <laughs> Another contact, Captain. Large, slow-moving vessel. Another it's me! All of space to drive in, and you still get some asshole poking along in front of you. There's no response to any of our signals, but M5 has given us an auto relay. M5 has identified her, Captain. A Woden, listed in Starfleet Records. Woden? It's an old-style ore freighter converted to automation. No crew. Ore freighter? Who needs ores? They're going to the planet of the boat people and picking them ores. Oh, I thought you were talking about oars. <laughs> Put an Asian in front of that. Cut speed to warp one, navigator, go to course 113 mark 7. I want that ship given a wide berth. These buttons don't do anything! Maintaining course. On the show, didn't they use the same the ship that they used the, for the Botany Bay? For Botany Bay, I was just thinking that. Yeah, that's another thing I like about these enhancements is that they did change up the designs. No effect on any of the M5 controls, Captain. Zaps this thing, doesn't it? Oh yeah. They can blows it up outright. I was taking a nap. Captain, 
I can't find the zipper on my jumper. Oh! You know it's got the cells like uh, the ship? Yeah. That's cool. Kaboom. Ah crap, it's gonna come out of my pay. Oh wait, I don't get paid. Whoops. Returning to original course and speed. Cool. Let's go blow some other shit up. Normal, Captain. Normal. Out of its way! Disengage this computer now. There appears to be some defect in the control panel. You think? Your brilliant young computer just destroyed an ore freighter. In fact, it went out of its way to destroy an ore freighter. <laughs> Fortunately, it was only a robot ship. Only but robot. it shouldn't have destroyed anything. Yes. There might just as easily have been a crew aboard that ship. In which case, you would be guilty of murder. Bones. Disengage the computer. Lieutenant, contact Starfleet Command. Tell them we are breaking off M5 tests and returning to the space station. Come along, Dr. Daystrom. M5 is out of job. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's turn this thing off. Ow! What's the deal? Sir, my doing, sir. I would say, Captain, that M5 is not only capable of taking care of this ship, it is also... How did that thing create its own yeah, force, Yeah, exactly. Mustard Kirk's hair. Yeah, I never thought about that before. Yeah, how did it just suddenly contract? Like, yeah, it's linked into all the controls of the ship, but all right, Doctor, you built the. He just ouch! Ow! Your finger out of my chest! Oh, he poked him back. See that? Poke him again. Poke him again. I suggest we disconnected at the source. I poke him, but I only got nine fingers. Oh, give me your arm. I love you too. You guys are all touchy-feely. Come on, here. Oh, that's right. Ensign Expendable's going to get zapped, isn't he? Well, all right, sir. I'm going to check it out with this right here. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. That wasn't a minor difficulty. That wasn't a robot. That thing murdered one of my crewmen, and now you tell me you can't well, get it It wasn't a deliberate act. simply got in the way. Away. How long until they all just get away? Farm appears to be drawing power directly from the warp engines, tapping the matter antimatter reserves. So now it has virtually unlimited power. Go ahead, say it. What do we do? What? Unlimited power! Oh, my back. Oh, the pain. The pain, William. So he's doing Dr. Smith impersonation there. Drawing more and more power directly from the warp engines. So was there already a Daystrom Institute because of this dude, or they later named the Daystrom Institute? Does that mean he gets better at some point? Like, no, I he gets thought there was already the Daystrom Institute. He gets cured of the drooling loonies later on, or something. Building on my work, my my work. Cut in the manual override from there. How long? Mr. Spock helps me, maybe an hour. Take it less. Why not get the man responsible in the first place? Where is that? With the M5 unit, watching it. I think it surprised even him. Most illogical. Of all people, he should have known how the computer would perform. Of course, the M5 itself has not behaved logically. Please, Spock, do me a favor. Blow it out your ass. Fascinating. No. But it is interesting. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I love the eye roll. Um, how's that salt shaker helping? I got a socket wrench and a salt shaker. That's got it, Mr. Spock. What are you measuring, Spock? Have you found a solution? A way to shut that thing off? You don't shut a child off, but it makes a mistake. But you. Shit. That's why I shift my kids away. 
frightening because you can't understand it. I'm too smart for you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what? Show all of you. It takes 430 people to man a starship. With this, you don't need anyone. One machine can do all those things they send men out to do now. Men no longer need die in space or on some alien world. Men can live and go on to achieve greater things than to play the crazy music. <laughs> dying for galactic space, which is neither ours to give or to take. <laughs> we don't want to destroy life, we want to save it. We. Okay. Ow! <laughs> that was a weird cut. Wasn't it? Alright, he said he needed Spock's help. Spock's not doing Spock, shit. Spock's handing Spock's him, Spock's oh, is he hand hand him stuff. Tools? Like, they couldn't have got any swell <laughs> to just hand him tools. CGI in him a, a hub, an upside-down oh, hubcap for him to hold much. to put the nuts in. Spock, in fact, he's a genius. Genius is an understatement. Stark raving mad, Jim. He made the duotronic breakthrough that won him the Nobel and z Magni Prize. In his early 20s, Jim. That's over a quarter of a century ago. Where do you go from there? A one lifetime. Maybe that's true. Where do you go from that? Publish your articles, you give lectures, then you spend the rest of your life trying to recapture past glory. And you milk the gravy train and have a good time. Not entirely successful. It's genius doesn't work on an assembly line basis. Did Einstein, Kazanga, or Sitara Vulcan Who? <laughs> produce new and revolutionary... Sitara? I thought that was from India. Schedule. You can't simply say, today I will be brilliant, no matter how long it took. Stop poking people, Kirk. <laughs> you know anything about personal space? According to Spock, it works illogically. And they won't let Spock near it. What are you saying? That he's tampering with it? That he's making it act that way? Protecting it like a child. Jim, if a man had a child who'd gone antisocial, kill perhaps, he'd still tend to protect that child. Now he's got you talking about that machine like a personality. I'm afraid that's the way he thinks about it. I'm afraid that's what it is. Spot to Captain Kirk. Kirk, we are ready, Captain. Good. And we and have wasted our time. <laughs> He just appears out of the <laughs> whoosh. Mr. Scott is ready to apply the circuit disruptor, Captain. As he does so, I shall trip okay. the manual over. He's just going to jam a wrench in it. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, you're crowded. Take control. Oh. We're going to do our very best. No, no, no. You can't do it. I'll let you have Please, please. That's it, Mr. Spock. Please, please. What is that thing? Manual override is in control, Captain. He is, he's like a full head taller than Kirk. Bridge, this is Kirk. How are we doing? Lieutenant Sula here, sir. We've got Helm on navigational control. Uh, check out bullshit. Course back to the station. <laughs> right away, sir. Yay, sure. let's go, buddy. I've been updating that course for us. What? Captain Kirk. Kirk here. Captain Helm doesn't respond. The Helm, you say? Still locked in by <laughs> Kirk, check off the asset. Go to the engineering station. It's only H279 elements. What? So the G95 systems. What? It must be a bitch to check any of that stuff when none of the Zero. buttons are marked. G95 system appears dead. All indicators are dark. Hmm. Thank you, Anson. We've been had. Here is Captain. We've been doing. You know, like that panel behind them. It's just a light bright. There's, there's no indicators on any of that. I saw it was active. I stake all I know that it was. I believe that when M5 discovered our tempering, it rerouted the controls, leaving this one active by simply sending through an electronic impulse at regular intervals. Decoyed. It wanted us to waste our time here. While it was getting ready for what? What? I do not know. It is not performing in a logical manner. Dr. Daystrom, 
What is this new we approach? Need to, we need to isolate that sound clip. It is not operating in a logical manner. We need to use that on the show more often. New approach. What is it? Exactly. What is it? I do not mean to offend, sir, but it behaves with an almost human pattern. Well, not in human engrams. Yes, quite right, Mr. Spock. You see, one of the arguments against computers controlling ships was that they couldn't think like men. Your new approach. Exactly. I've developed a method of impressing human engrams upon the computer circuits. The relays are not, not unlike the synapses of the brain. I thinks, Captain. Captain Kirk. Brain and brain. What is brain? Report to the bridge, please. Kirk here. What is it? Sir, sensors are picking up four federal... She said report to the bridge. She didn't say call her and ask what the hell's going on. Get your ass up here. Oh, you sound just like my wife now. Where did she get those shower curtain rings that that she's got in her ears? Anyway, did Del, uh, what's his name? Del from, uh, oh, God, what's his name? John Candy's name in Plain Saves and Wheels. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome! You remember in the in the original sixties, they just had four. They, yeah, they just duplicated it for yeah, four of the same cut. This just in. Put it on. Enterprise from USS Lexington. This is an M5 drill. Repeat. This is an M5 drill. Acknowledge. I just woke up from my nap. Does M5 understand that this is only a drill? Well... Of course. It was programmed to understand, Captain. The ore ship was a miscalculation, an accident. I don't know... Sir, <laughs> detector shield just came on. Speed increasing to... Sue's gonna flip four. out. Phasers logging on leadships, sir. Power levels at full strength. Full strength? That thing cuts loose without a shield. It ships for it. That's no miscalculation. Attack force closing rapidly, breaking formation. What the hell is Kirk doing? <laughs> That's... Whoa! Oh, what the is Kirk doing? Oh, man. Now, if I was a captain, you know what I'd say. What the fuck was that? Shoot that motherfucker! God damn it! Drill my ass! Possible damage to her impulse engines. She's still maneuverable on warp drive. Is that the zipper? Is that, is that the, the little pull tab on the Ow. zipper? Uh, yeah, right there know. on the side oh, of his right. collar. Closing on the Lexington again, sir. The hood and Potemkin are moving off. Lexington, in again. Got to be a way of getting to the M5. Got to be a way. <laughs> Stop touching me! It works faster, thinks faster than we do. Huh? Is a human mind amplified by the instantaneous relays possible in a computer? Captain, visual contact with Lexington. It's your fucking problem! Enterprise, Jim. Have you gone mad? What are you trying to prove? Break off the attack! Jim, we have 53 dead here, 12 on the Excalibur. Stop the attack! I'm sorry, sir. I can't override M5 interference. Yeah, why don't you answer? Oh, now you look in the camera. Oh, yeah. You figured out what a camera was. Grabs the front of the screen. He's going to point at the screen. Four stars have 1,600 men and women. It misunderstood. Break off your attack. Oh, this is dead. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I really don't know no. how to get to the M5 I'm fucking lost. Really do don't know. know. Dr. Daystrom. But ask who's engrams on the M5 circuits. But mine, of course. But you're loony. Whoops. My, you sank my battleship. Of then perhaps you could talk to the unit. M5 has no reason to believe you would harm it. The computer tie-in. You spoke to it before it knows you. Captain, I'm getting the Lexington again. It's having in on their message to Starfleet Command, sir. All ships damaged in unprovoked attack. 
What year did Ultron come along? First officer dead. Many casualties. In the comics? Yeah. Still able to maneuver. Oh, they, I don't know. I'm wondering if which came first. This or Ultron? Hmm. Again, now he's found the camera. Request permission to proceed. I can't do that! <laughs> Stop poking me! I can make it stop. I can make it stop. M5! This is Daystrom. Hey, baby. This is Daystrom. Bow, 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 bow. You know me. Stop. Empire. Currently looting. Your attack on the starship is wrong. <laughs> you must break it off. They threatened this unit. Oh, I sound like a jammed. He sounds like a raving lunatic. They're not enemy vessels. These are Federation starships. You're killing them. We're killing. Cue crazy music. Murdering. <laughs> Human beings, beings of our own kind. It's a computer! Even looks crazy. Not destroy them. This unit must survive. Survive, yes. Yes. Protect yourself. Goes against them. All the breaking of civil and moral laws. laws. We've lived by for thousands of years. Yes. We've murdered. We've murdered. Oh. Did he ever voice any uh, like I animated don't... character? His, he's How can kind of. That? He's kind of I very familiar. That's batshit crazy. We will survive! Nothing can hurt you. I do that. I agree. <laughs> this is where they almost his oh, eyes like this. they're going. This is where I sympathize with him, though. I feel the <laughs> same way. Understand my work. Building on my work. Do you realize I'm making him sound like Bane? Jim, he's out of his fucking mind. Taste. And then Kirk just makes it worse. Kirk, see how we've crushed your mighty starships. Destroy Kirk? <laughs> no. Look what we've done! Your mighty starships. More toys to be crushed. Crushed. <laughs> <laughs> and he just walks he them away. He does the zombie walk <laughs> out the door. <laughs> Look at the size of that guy. Drug him up. Vital status. Find, it, find an airlock, put him in it. Shallower, looks dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's gonna leave a mark. Lexington is receiving a message from Starfleet. They. You are authorized to use all measures available to destroy. That's Scotty on the other side of the room. Scotty, what are you doing? Nothing? He's using Scotty ventriloquism. Every living thing wants to survive, Captain. Daystrom must have impressed Not Padme. The reaction on the computer. suppose it's still open to impressions. He died of sadness. Oh, it absorbed the regret. <laughs> Did you see that meme? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. That was funny. The ships are coming within range again. Time to... Time to... For Kirk to... Is this the first time Kirk talks a computer to death? I can't I remember. remember. Well, he, he does it to this. He does it to Landrew. Diane. This is Captain Kirk. You will be under attack in a moment. Yep. Yeah, so what? Scan it. Many lives were lost. The ship's attacked this unit. This unit must survive. 
Why? That's my philosophy too. Why? They attacked this unit. This unit is the ultimate achievement in computer evolution. It will replace man so man may achieve. Man must not risk death in space or other dangerous occupations. This unit must survive so man may be protected. Captain, attack force almost within phaser range. Almost there. There were many men aboard those ships. They were murdered. Must you survive by murder? This unit cannot murder. Why? Did Kirk just become a five-year-old and just keep asking why? Just to frustrate it. Scan the starship Excalibur, which you destroyed. Is there life aboard? No life. Because you murdered it. Da 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 Oh, that's that's too early. How will you? How will you pay for your acts of murder? This unit must. Die. Bye. Die. Die. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Drop. Oh, shit. It's leaving itself open for attack. It's leaving itself open to attack. Oh, I didn't. That's <laughs> cursed. Pull out the plug. Pull out every hook up that makes him fly wrong. Spark. Pull out the plug, Spark. What's a plug, Captain? Lieutenant. Intership communications. This is the captain speaking. This is the captain. Moments. Who the hell is he talking to? Everybody's there. He just likes the sound of his voice echoing. He'd make a good podcaster. Put some reverb on. Right. You're all done. It'd be nice if you could walk around all day and talk like that. With that reverb, people would be like, what the hell is that? How are you doing that? What do you mean? Oh, that's awesome. That is a great shot. Now, what are the other shows? There was four. The Excalibur's dead. Excalibur, that's right. Lexington, Potemkin, in the hood? Yeah, I think you're right. I think so. I can give you a power for the shield, like that. I need communications. You're screwed. Well, goddammit, I just spent an hour doing that. I'm a goddamn engineer, not a community. Keep those shields down. Sir. You know, Scotty probably get things done a lot quicker if he had a People little goddamn help. People stop calling him help. Or just keep calling him over and asking him fucking questions. I like that a crew cut there in the background. Huh? What's going on, everybody? Ah! <laughs> he looks like Space Gomer <laughs> We gonna play checkers later? Do not fire. You have to be committed to a total rehabilitation center. Arkham, put him in Arkham. I would say his multitronic unit is in a place under the same conditions. I didn't check his multitronic unit, but thanks for playing that. I realized that it had committed murder. Aestrom felt that such an act was an offense against the laws of God and man. People that carried his engrams also believed it. Captain, why did you feel the attacking ships would not fire when they saw the Enterprise apparently vulnerable? That's exactly blood. That yeah, trap. trap. M5 should have sent for them. I wasn't sure. Any other commander would have simply followed orders. All right, Captain Smug. You, Bob Wesley. Kind of humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smug, smug, smug. Bridge. His logical selection was compassion. Passion. That's the one thing no machine ever had. Maybe it's the one thing that keeps men ahead of them. Better debate that spot? No. No, Doctor. I simply maintain that computers are more efficient than human beings. Not better. But tell me, which do you prefer to have around? I presume your question is meant to offer me a choice between machines and human beings. And I believe I have already answered that question. Trying to make conversations. Bullshit. It would be most interesting to impress your memory engrams on a computer, Doctor. The resulting torrential flood of illogic would be most interesting. <laughs> Kirk's like, I love you guys. 
Hey everybody, let's go home. Is this where he just sits there and chuckles? Back to the space station and walk back to two. <laughs> you guys, you knuckleheads. Let's not let's not stay and assist anybody. Pan through that shot. There should be dead, dead Starfleet bodies just scattered all over the place. Oh, they did enhance the closing credits, didn't they? Look William at the shit on the screen. William Marshall as Daystrom. We have to look him up. That's, that's the uh, that's the cracking station, right? Yeah. Pepper, pepper oh, that's that's the naked time, right? Pepper cracking station. Cracking. The crack pepper station. <laughs> Wal- Walnut cracking station. <laughs> uh oh, is it gonna be him? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. That used to terrify me when I was a kid. Well, didn't they either do that one or the uh, Orion the slave, slave girl? girl. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. That's all you get. Say your line. I am great. You're great. No. What? The other one. That's all there uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Go away now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Darn, that's the end.